0: You're listening to the Word of Life AG Podcast. Each week, a member of our staff shares a Devo, talking through a piece of our mission, vision, and culture. This is That Devo. Let's check it out. I've been thinking lately about kind of just like leadership and how, uh, not necessarily what we do, but who we are as leaders and what that looks like. And I think sometimes we can read lots of leadership books and it tells us what it looks like to be a good leader in the things that we do. Like good leaders do this, good leaders multiply. All of those things are great things. However, um, I also believe that in order to do all of those great things and do the things that make us a good leader, we also have to be a good leader, right? We have to have um, things within ourselves. We have to have good character. And so I am thinking about just character in general and what how character um, develops us into good leaders. And so I kind of want to spend some weeks on this, um, on how we can commit to stretch. And it's the character addition of committing to stretch. So this week, I kind of want to talk about forgiveness and what how forgiveness plays a role in our leadership and just in our character because to be creative, great leaders, we not only need to have good character and value good character, but consistently strengthen our character, right? It's not enough just to have good character. Good character gets us into leadership roles. It's one of the things we look for in leaders, but it's unless we are stretching and growing in our character, it won't sustain us, right? We need to continuously grow in that. So part of leadership is committing to stretch our character. It's looking to keep becoming a better person and we never arrive at it. It's something we'll be always working on, right? Leadership will inevitably allow us the opportunity to forgive. It will. And I use the word opportunity because being in a situation where it requires us to forgive, it's an opportunity to develop our character and to make us great leaders. Leadership always will give us opportunities to forgive because we're dealing with lots of people. We have lots of people that we work with and none of us are um, without our own shortcomings, right? And when we operate as people, we inevitably will hurt other people. And so as leaders, we are not unscathed by that. So let's be leaders who operate in forgiveness rather than allowing ourselves to become bitter and resentful, which will negatively impact our character and our leadership. Uh John Brown, he's this nonprofit consultant. I really like this quote that he said, but he said, people with forgiveness as a top strength are inclined to give others a second chance or to seek understanding instead of blaming those who have done them wrong. Forgiveness makes people seek compassion or mercy instead of revenge or hatred. However, people who are inclined to forgive don't necessarily condone or forget offenses. Instead, they use their strength to shield themselves from negative emotion of hatred while maintaining a positive future outlook. In leadership, we work with people. When we work with people, we will at times find ourselves hurt by something or someone. And it might be something that they said, or it might be something that they've done. Just because we're leaders doesn't mean we don't feel those emotions and we don't get hurt because we do get hurt still. But forgiveness doesn't mean that we don't occur, or we don't exercise caution we still exercise caution with people but it means that we release the negative effects from ourselves we don't allow it to negatively impact us we can feel those emotions but we learn to let them go and we do this by showing compassion despite how someone may treat us or those we love we we don't reserve the right to be offended. We let things go, right? We have to be able to be people who let things go. Yes, some of us, you know, it might take us a little bit longer depending on the amount of hurt that that carries, but we learn to let it go and to work through it um, and allow ourselves to still be compassionate towards people who hurt us. I was talking to one of my kids. I won't give up their identity, but... Um, Recently, but they um, were talking to me about a situation that they had at school and they were talking about how someone had embarrassed them and um, humiliated them and how they were very upset and hurt by it. And they just couldn't seem to let it go, even though maybe the hurt wasn't intentional, which sometimes it is still intentional. Right. We experience things that are intentionally there to hurt us, but we still have to let them go. Right. We still have to uh, like give forgiveness for it but this situation was not intentional and they didn't even they didn't realize that they were going to embarrass them but it did end up embarrassing them and then they realized that it embarrassed them so they came back and they apologized however my child was still very upset and not able to let it go like we had lots and lots of conversations around this um I know that there was an hour-long conversation with Tom and another hour-long conversation with me and then some more time with the both of us. There was just this ongoing conversation around this. But it. I started to see how it was negatively impacting them because then they started to talk about how they didn't want to do activities because these activities were around that person and that if they were, they just didn't want to be in that environment around that person because they felt like they had really hurt their feelings and that also they were, I think, afraid that this might happen again. But one of the things that I pointed out was it was negatively impacting them to the point where they didn't want to do things that they even enjoyed. It was stealing the joy from things that they do because they simply just didn't want to do it because that person was there. So they weren't punishing that person. They were punishing themselves. And it was causing this root of bitterness to, you know, to start to um, implant into their life. So one of the things that we talked about was you have to be able to let things go. This won't be the last time that someone hurts your feelings. And it just so happens this person really cares about you and they feel really awful. That won't always be the case, you know. But this person, does, so this one should be an easier one to let go. We all know that people who intentionally hurt us, that's a little bit more difficult to let go sometimes. But unforgiveness, it robs us and it negatively impacts our character. When we can't forgive, it negatively impacts our character. It shows up as different things and it doesn't always just impact that situation. It actually starts to impact our whole entire life. It shows up as anger, resentment, and bitterness. And it starts to seep out into other areas and to other people who haven't even done anything wrong to us. In Ephesians, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Unforgiveness looks like holding a grudge, being harsh with our words slandering, gossiping about people who have done us wrong. It Ephesians talks about that being evil. Ephesians doesn't, you know, say, oh, that's not good. It says it's evil. Instead, we should protect our hearts from these things because they are evil. You know, they, forgiveness, it keeps our hearts tender. We want to be people who have tender hearts, not people who are, have hard hearts, who um, harbor unforgiveness, who hold grudges, who are harsh with our words. We want to have tender hearts. Forgiveness, it builds kindness and grace and mercy into our lives. It helps us to operate in those things. It can be, forgiveness can be difficult, and that is why it takes a commitment to stretch in it. We have to commit to stretching it. We don't just arrive and suddenly forgiveness is easy all the time. People will give you plenty of opportunities to crow in forgiveness. So let's commit to stretch in that. So, perspective is huge in forgiveness. Perspective asks questions like, how much have I been forgiven? Perspective into situations like um, my kid who, you know, was going through, you know, his own unforgiveness. You know, when we're doing that, we look at um, perspective and think to ourselves, well, how much have I been forgiven? Right. I when I spoke to them, I said, hey, like, you know, have you ever said something that embarrassed or hurt someone's feelings Well, the answer, of course, is yes, because we all have done that, right? How would you like somebody to respond? Would you like it if they didn't want to be in the same room as you because you had done this one thing that you feel really bad about, right? Like perspective turns it back onto us and says, how much have I been forgiven? In Romans, it says for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. And then in Psalm, it says, he does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve for his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as far from us as the east is from the west. God doesn't hold things against us. in fact, it says we're not even punished for all the things that we do wrong. He lets them go and he doesn't remember them. We have all sinned and we have all done something wrong. I can think of many times that I've had to ask for forgiveness. I can think of many times that I've done something that has required the forgiveness of others and from God. God will never ask me to have more grace than he has had on me. Someone said that to me one time. They said, you know, it was in a teaching environment. And one of the things they said, and it's always stuck with me, is God will never ask me to have more grace than he has had on me. And what does that mean? It means if you are being honest, you recognize that forgiveness, that the forgiveness that Jesus showed for you on the cross was the same forgiveness that he showed for your neighbor. My sin was why Jesus was on the cross. Therefore, I can extend grace to those who wrong me. So what are some of the things that happen when we operate in forgiveness? First thing is we walk, we walk in compassion and kindness. When we are somebody who forgives easily, we walk in compassion and kindness, and not just to those who are compassionate and kind to us. We walk in compassion and kindness with everyone. We won't have a bitter disposition. Have you ever met someone, and just the way they go through life, you can tell that They have just had a really difficult life. Just the way that they handle themselves, they're angry all the time, they're harsh with their words, they believe that the world is always out to get them, that results from bitterness, that results from not letting God heal those things that um, have been done to you or things that you have experienced in your life that result in bitterness We have to let God deal with those things in us so that we don't have this bitter disposition. Forgiving people, it frees us to be empathetic and kind. We walk in compassion and kindness because we are forgiving people. And this will help us to be leaders that others want to follow. Nobody wants to follow someone who is bitter and angry at the world and always looking for someone who has done them wrong or looking for something that you have done that has wronged them, right? We don't want to be people like that. We want to walk in compassion and kindness. Second thing is we give second chances. That means we don't write people off. We allow people the same grace we'd want to grow, we would want, right? We allow them the same grace that we would want. And we allow them to grow and stretch. This doesn't mean that we always allow them back into the same place in our lives or the same place on our teams right away. But it means that there is room for someone to show their growth. We don't just write people off. We allow them the opportunity to grow. Have you ever had a boss that writes? just writes people off. I've had plenty of bosses, you know, in different um, areas that I've worked that, you know, you make a mistake or you do something that they perceive as um, a personal attack on them and you are written off. There's not an opportunity to come back from that, but we don't do that as leaders and especially as leaders in church and Christian leaders, we forgive and give space for people to grow in their character, We don't take things personally or allow things to uh, be taken personally or to stay there. The third thing is we are kind in our words. It means we resist the urge to gossip or slander. We take those people to God in prayer and we pray blessings over people who hurt us. That's one of the most difficult things to do, but it helps us to resist allowing that bitterness and resentment to enter our lives when we just decide that we're going to pray for that person. We're going to bring them to prayer. We're not going to gossip or slander that person. Gossip and slander, it's, it's unattractive. It's unattractive, period, but even more so in leadership, and people simply do not respect it. If you are a person that gossips and slanders others, people will not respect you. I remember one time Tom and I were visiting a church that was interviewing us and we really didn't know the pastors because we were just in the process of interviewing. And we went to this dinner and we were surrounded with some elders of the church in that room. And, um, I realized really quickly that one of the pastors like would just start talking about other people in the church and we were like brand new, we we're visiting. And it was just really, I remember sitting there thinking, you don't even know us and you're standing there and you're talking about people that we don't even know. But now if we were to come into this church, we have this information about people that is already starting to take effect on how we view that person. And then the next thing that happened after that, after I realized that I was like, that's somebody I can't trust. That's somebody that I'm not going to feel like I can say anything to them because if I say something to them, there's a very good chance that they will go and tell other people. And there was also that I was, if they're gossiping about other people, they're probably gossiping about you, right? So it was something that was really unattractive in leadership is when people gossip about others or they slander. We want to be trustworthy with our words. We want to be kind in our words. We should exercise the same grace and kindness that we would like others to when we hurt someone, right? We've all been there. We've all hurt somebody, and we hope that they will operate in the same grace and kindness that we would like, right? We would like them to be able to um, keep it to themselves and for us to be able to work through it together rather than it being spread around And we should do the same. When somebody hurts us, we should allow the person that hurt us the same grace that we would like others to um, show us. So let's be leaders who forgive. When we practice forgiveness, it becomes easier and easier to forgive. That's just truth, right? When we keep exercising forgiveness, when we uh, look for ways of forgiving people, it will become something that's easier. When we have bitterness and resentment already in our life, then it almost is just like it piles on. It's every single time that somebody says something, it kind of nicks that other bitterness and resentment. And then it just builds on top of it and on top of it and on top of it. But when we let things go and we begin to forgive people, it doesn't have a place to stick. It becomes easier. So do whatever it takes to for, to forgive. I remember at one point in time when I was in my early twenties, there was somebody that I realized I'd been harboring unforgiveness from a long time. And I remember somebody told me, and I I know that I haven't I've heard this from other people too, so this isn't like probably something you haven't heard, but you know, just even writing that person's name and putting it in your Bible so that when you read your Bible, that person's name is there and you continuously Forgive them every single day until you don't need to anymore. And you, you know, it gives you the opportunity to pray for that person as well. So that's just an example of something that you might need to do. You might need to continuously put that person before God and ask for forgiveness. It might not be a one and done. It rarely ever is something that you have to continuously do. And then just when you think you have forgiven that person, something else comes up and you realize, oh, actually, there's another area, another layer that I have to forgive. So it's an ongoing thing that we need to do. It is not easier to forgive because you are a leader, but great leaders forgive. Just because you're a leader doesn't mean that it's easy to forgive. But great leaders, they forgive. And great leaders commit to stretch in forgiveness. We look for ways that we can continuously forgive, that we can be just over the top in our forgiveness, in our compassion, in our mercy, and our grace. And it doesn't always mean that that person has the same spot that they had in your life before, but it does mean that we exercise compassion with them and grace and pray that one day that they can grow in their own lives as well and giving them that opportunity. It's really difficult to make a comeback when you know that person is holding something over your head, right? So let's be leaders that make it easier for people to grow. And people to stretch. And let's go ahead and let's pray right now. God, I just thank you so much. God, that um, you forgive us. God, that you are the ultimate example of forgiveness. God, that there's nothing that we could do that would keep us away from your love, God. God, that your love was shown on the cross. That... As Jesus died and suffered for our sins, the ultimate act of forgiveness, stepping in where it was undeserved. God, we just pray that God, that we can show even a small amount of that same forgiveness to those people around us. God, I pray that we would be people who forgive easily. God that we work towards forgiveness at at whatever cost that might be to ourselves, God, God that we let things go, that we look for ways to stretch and grow in our own character, God that we don't just um, settle that we have arrived. God, that we are people who hurt others and people will hurt us in turn. God, that there are areas in our lives, God, that we need to address and we need to grow in. And God, I just pray that we would um, see those areas with our eyes. God, that we would look for ways in which we can stretch and grow in who you want us to be, God. God, I pray that um, through our forgiveness of people, God, that it would draw others closer to you, God, that it would release people to become who you want them to be. God, that as we show people mercy and grace, God, that they would rise up and grow and strengthen their relationship with you. God, I pray that we would be Um, a team of people, a church of people that forgive. That we be known for our kindness and our compassion and our grace. In the name of Jesus, amen.